to do your own copywriting or not to do your own copywriting. That's what we're talking about today. It's time for the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast, and it's all about providing you with the tools to succeed on this ever-evolving business-building journey. My mission is to make sure you know you are not alone, that it is possible, and that you, yes, you, can do this. You matter. The world is a better place for having you in it, and your voice is needed. I'm Teresa Cleveland, and I believe that we can all make a difference and that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, welcome to week 17 of 2021. How's it going? I'm so excited to jump into today's episode. I don't believe writing copy is for everybody. While I can write a great story or a letter, when it comes to writing for the internet and for my business, I knew pretty early on that that was not my forte. I don't know about you, but for me, there's so many thoughts that go through my head. And as I'm sitting down to write something, I'm so close to it that I'm not always great at pulling out the relevant points. We know so much about so many different things in our individual industries that it's easy to go down that rabbit hole and think, well, if I tell them this, well, then they need to know this and they need the background on that. And pretty soon I've started a manuscript for a book. Fortunately for me, my friend Phyllis Nichols over at Sound Advice Strategies is an incredible copywriter. I was so grateful that she took my copywriting on. It was so incredibly helpful and helped me get my message out in a coherent way so that my audience and I really could connect. As Phyllis transitioned into what is now Sound Advice Strategies, which is a podcast editing and publishing company, I knew that I had to find someone else that I could connect with and feel comfortable with and who could continue to help me get my message out. And don't get me wrong, I do write a few articles here and there, but I know it's not my sweet spot. So why not have someone else who excels in that area use their brilliance to help me get my message out? So I reached out to my network and several people gave me some fabulous recommendations. And as I started going through the interview process, I met Michaela. In addition to her talent, we share some of the same core values like collaboration, inclusiveness, and being passionate about what we do. And the rest, as they say, is history. I can't wait to jump into today's episode so that I can share her with you. I'm going to share a little bit about Michaela and then we'll jump right in. Michaela Sawyer is a copywriter and content strategist. Driven by her passion to help entrepreneurs connect with their ideal audience, she takes pride in creating content that expresses who her clients are and the true value they provide. Michaela lives in northern Utah with her family, cat, and houseplant collection. When she's not writing for clients, she loves to write fiction, draw and paint, do yoga, and ride horses. Be sure to check the show notes so that you get all of her contact information. You can find out more about who she is and what she does at the Cafe Wordsmith. And Michaela, I see something conspicuously missing from your bio here. You've authored a fiction book also, right? Yes, I have. It's called The Goblin's Daughter by M.K. Sawyer, and it's available on Amazon if you also like a side of fantasy with your copywriting. Go check it out. (laughs) I love it. We'll go ahead and put the link to that also in the show notes. The reason we're here is because last week I was in a group. God knows which one. I'm in enough of those. (laughs) (laughs) The question was posed. It was for all the coaches in the group. 
how many people are writing their own copy? And by the time I saw it, I think there were over 300 responses. So I scanned down through it and I was shocked at the number of people who said that, yes, they had to write their own. Like it would not be authentic if it didn't come from them. Mm. And of course... I had to tell everybody about you and how (laughs) wonderful it is the way that our relationship has been. And you've been with me now for four years. Almost something like that. And then the world of online business, that's a while. That's that's a minute. (laughs) Absolutely. And one of the things that I shared was that because you have been with me for so long, you've got my voice down and you actually do me better than me sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my job. So with that, though, I there's so many great things about working with you. And you know, I made it clear, we have a brain dump, you're, I don't just expect you to go out there and figure it out. Mm -hmm. We do a brain dump, I tell you what I want to talk about, you do whatever research you put in all my little idiosyncrasies and everything else. I said, you know, my opinions, because we've worked together for so long. And Mm -hmm. you are great at that taking notes while we're doing the meeting. And the notes that you take aren't just for whatever you're writing that month. So there right. are things that I I get the copy back because I also get to look at it before it goes out. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised sometimes like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that, but it'll be a perfect match to whatever it is. So many benefits to this. So I put that on there and some people you know, loved it. But when I look back through, I was just shocked that there are that many people that really feel like it can't be authentic unless it's coming out of the tips of their fingers. Yeah, it's crazy. It surprised me too. But I guess it's the truth. People really don't think that a copywriter or someone else can sound like them, but it's just not true. So how do you when you're working with someone? How What's your process? Like how I, I know what ours has been. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, I don't even remember back in the beginning, because it's just what we do. Yeah, it's like the beginning was ancient history. But a lot of it's very intuitive for me, because I've always been a fiction writer. My degrees in creative writing, I write novels, I've always written fiction. And so I think it's just I've just trained myself to tune into people's voices. And I listen for things like expressions they use, tone, word choice, just things like that. And it's almost like creating a character for me, like the character exists, but I'm picking out what's interesting about them. I'm hearing little bits of their story. And I'm crafting it almost like I would craft a piece of fiction from another character's point of view. I don't know if that makes sense. It's kind of weird, but it works for me. And it's been kind of my hallmark as a copywriter is writing in people's voices, tailoring my process to them. Some people express themselves best in speech, like you do. And so we'll meet like this and we'll talk and I'll take notes and turn it into something nice later. Others like to do a written brain dump and they'll just like all out on the page and send me just a big mess that I can organize later. And however they get their thoughts out, I just roll with that. So I mean, if they're doing it authentically, it doesn't matter how messy it is, their voice is going to come through, then so much of copywriting is just organization, so that it's more fit for human consumption, so to speak. And so it makes sense. And a lot of what I'm doing is arranging rather than writing something from scratch. I'm sometimes surprised when I read it. And I'm like, Oh, my God, Michaela, that's brilliant. And you're just like, (laughs) music to my ears. (laughs) And you're just like, well, that's what you said. (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) And it's so funny to me because I'm like, McKella just makes me seem coherent. (laughs) (laughs) 
you have a really good process too of just having that conversation and getting to know about people. And that's something mm -hmm. that, I, you know, it's so important because I have worked with other people who write copy and it just wasn't a good fit. So obviously mm -hmm. everybody's not a good fit for everybody, like in any case. But, you know, I say, McCallan knows me. She knows my voice. Like she, you would never write corporate speak for me. No, goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> I always smile when I see a th cuss word thrown in there and I'm like, well, that was some constraint. <laughs> Because I can go on some rants and I love that you're able to just translate it and really pull out what's important and the stories that you put in there. Because for me, that's one of my biggest struggles when I'm writing about anything. I'm the how-to girl. I would, I'm a problem solver. So I want to tell you how to do it. Here's the problem. Here's how you fix it. And here's what's going to happen. I leave out the stories. Mm -hmm. But in our conversations, when I'm telling you some of this stuff that I want to talk about, I'll say, for example, such and such, because we're having a conversation. But mm -hmm. when I sit down to write, I don't have any of that. And I think some of the things that I've gotten the most responses on have been when you have included stories that I shared, whether it was about Michael, whether it was about Liam, it was uh, wanting to decorate for Christmas oh, and yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So that was, but I would have never, you know, in that space. So, you know, that's what we're here to do is dispel some of these myths. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that I saw in all of those comments was someone had said that she does all of her social media posting also because of the same thing. She said, I just feel like I need to do that so that I'm connecting with people. And I had said, you know, to her, I said, well, here's just something else to consider. I have a copywriter. I have someone who posts for me, but no one interacts with my audience except me. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to any uh, comments or anything like that, and I said, so I feel like having these other people who do these things is such a benefit because then that gives me more time to actually show up and engage with people. True. So what would you say to someone who is in that space that, you know, oh my gosh, I could never let someone else, you know, write for me? I think a lot of people have this idea that they're yielding control when they hire copywriters and that the copywriter is taking over the content and that they're outsourcing the idea piece when really they're not. In an ideal situation, copywriting is a very collaborative experience, or at least it is the way I do it, because it's very important for me to get my clients to draw their ideas out of them. It's all their ideas. It's not necessarily mine, even if I am kind of coordinating stories and other things I've heard them say in the past and I'm bringing it all together, but really they are in control and they can veto anything they want. All I'm doing is putting it down on paper, making it nice and organized and easy to understand, but the words are all theirs. So it's not like a copywriter is going to put something out there that you don't approve of. In the example of posting on social media, sure, a copywriter can write your captions or whatever it is that you're posting. They can get that ball rolling, but like you said, you can pop right in there and start having those conversations in the comments or DMs or whatever there is on the platform that you're posting on. You're in control the whole time. You're just outsourcing the organization and the actual legwork into making it easy to understand. Yes. And that is something I know sometimes I'll say, this is what I want to talk about. And I remember hearing such and such, but I don't, I can't remember it fully. And then you go research it and, you know, put it together. And then I always get to look at it. I, I get to look at it. Sometimes I'll say, oh, can you change this or that? Or I'll just go ahead and change it. And I would say we're at the point now where I rarely change much if I change anything. And the, the only time I do a lot of editing or changing is when I've decided I want 
want to go in a completely different direction. (laughs) (laughs) It happens and that's okay. And it does. And that's the other thing I think people should know, like your copywriter should not get mad at you if you start editing things. Nope. So I think a lot of it goes into when you're interviewing a copywriter, there are some things to really feel out. And I know during the time that we have worked together, there was a point where somebody was starting to uh, write like a few things for me, because I had you focused on some other things we were doing. She wrote about something similar to something you had written. And it was so funny to me because somebody else on our team had read it. And they said, Oh, it seems colder than what it usually is. You never told me that. (laughs) I did not. Um, But it was, I I said, you know what? I had the same feeling, but that's just it. Everybody's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And then she actually shifted into doing something else in the company that she was very good at. Going back to that place where people are interviewing a copywriter, what are some of the questions that you think would be good questions for the business owner to ask the copywriter? I mean, it's always a good idea to ask them about their process and how they gather their information, how they do their research, how much input they're comfortable receiving from you as the business owner, how much collaboration they're interested in. Because some copywriters, they just want you to give them a topic and off they go. I mean, that's fine for some businesses, but if you really want it to sound like you, if it is you, if you're the face of the business and you're connecting with your audience, you want it to be collaborative and you want them to be comfortable with that. And always ask how many edits they include in their rates, because sometimes it takes a little bit of back and forth. I call it creative pain pong with some of my clients is I'll get it as far as I can and then whack it back to them and they'll fiddle with it and then send it back to me for a once over and then we ship it. See what else? I've never actually interviewed a copywriter because I write all my own stuff. So yeah, I think that's the biggest part. Just listen to their process, how they work. And I think you'll get a really good feeling about whether they're right for you. And then of course, I think test projects are great, like pay for one article or something or buy a couple hours of their time just to see how you work together and see what they can come up with for you and go from there. Copywriting is an art. (laughs) It's intuitive. I mean, we like to put this really kind of dry marketing veneer on it, but at its base, it's storytelling. And I mean, it's personal and you'll know if it's a good fit or not. And just listen to your gut on that. If you're comfortable interviewing them and like how their process sounds, you'll probably like working with them. Oh my goodness. I so agree with that. And when it comes to those test projects, I just want to emphasize that's a paid test project because, Mm -hmm. you know, none of us work for free, but sometimes we run into people who suggest that, oh, have somebody do like a couple hours for you just to try them out. And I'm always so offended for whoever they they end up interviewing that Mm -hmm. way, because I'm like, no, no, it's not good energy. So speaking of hiring, I know another myth we've discussed is that copywriters are too expensive, or it's not a good, good investment, like, well, I can go ahead and do this myself. It's really not great investment. (laughs) This one is funny to me because I mean, I'm as frugal as they come. I understand the fear of hiring, especially when you feel like you can do it yourself. But are you good at it though? And I mean, personally, I think copy is one of the best things you can invest in in your business because that's really what's selling your products and your services. Your audience learns to trust you by interacting with your web copy, your blog posts, your social media, and you're communicating the value of your products and services through your sales copy. And so if that's not quite hitting the mark, you're going to lose a lot of sales. So it's kind of expensive to not hire a copywriter if it's not your thing. And I mean, even if you pay $500 for a sales page for your $500 course 
I mean, you've made that back in one sale. And if you make 10 sales from that page, then that $500 is going to look like a really good deal. But if writing's not your thing and you try to do that yourself, not only have you spent a ton of time on something you're not good at, you probably don't like that you could have spent on something you are good at and making money, but you probably won't make as many sales and you're losing money. So it's really a good investment, even if there can be a bit of sticker shock at the beginning, but good copywriters aren't cheap, but they're worth it. Yes, that is so, so true. I think about that. I'm not good at it. I knew in my business very early on, that was going to be the first person I invested in. You know, <laughs> it was I because that's just it. If my content isn't landing, it doesn't matter how good my skills are. It doesn't matter how great I can help you build your business and everything mm-hmm. else. If I can't say it in a way that you can hear it, that magnetic message, I guess we could call it, mm-hmm. then it does me no good. And like you said, it's a waste of time. And I would much rather spend my time doing something that I enjoy and letting you (laughs) do so (laughs) what you do so well. Speaking of sales pages, I think another great thing is number one, because we've worked together for so long, and you know, everything about my business and my personal life. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that I love about that is when it's time to write a sales page, you already know all of the things about it and about the company and what we do and my values and just all of that. So when it comes time to write that copy for that sales page, I don't have to bring you up to speed. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're just hiring like people on one offs, somebody will just like get a recommendation and you know, somebody to do this one thing. But what I love about it is since you know, all of that, I just feel like you're able to write a much richer sales page than somebody that I would hire one off. Yeah. And that's why I think a long term relationship with a copywriter who gets you is invaluable for your business. Because I mean, we're to the point where you just tell me, Michaela, I'm selling a thing. And here's a course outline. Can you write a sales page? And then I say, okay, and do it. And it just works really well. It really does. And I something else that I think people may overlook is there are so many hidden benefits, I think, in this relationship, especially with you. I mean, with all of our team, I feel so blessed specifically for our relationship. Sometimes when I'm in that space where, especially because we just went through this whole shift in the business and the audience and everything else, when I'm struggling even on what to call myself, that we have these conversations (laughs) where it's just like this conversation back and forth. And whether it's what I'm going to call myself, whether it's like, okay, here's what I want, like the umbrella theme to be this year. And we even kind of hammered that out together Mm -hmm. as we made this shift. So just having you there as that trusted sounding board, and I know you're not going to throw out some crazy thing that doesn't apply. So it's all very, very valuable. So sometimes that's we just have those conversations. Yeah, like last week with the whole six figure strategist thing. And it was Mm -hmm. just like, bam, and that wasn't even really what we were talking about. But when you said that, I'm like, Oh, my goodness. And now within that it encompasses all the things that I do. So and I told you, you've got to start offering those kind of sessions to people. (laughs) because they're so powerful. We'll have to see that on your website here in the next month or so. In the works. Wow. I didn't remember what we were trying to figure out in that session, but I mean, we've got a lot of good stuff, but words are so powerful. And sometimes you just need the words to really nail down that idea. And that's, I mean, our relationship has kind of evolved from me just being your copywriter to kind of being your idea person or your Teresa translator, where you'll just dump a whole bunch of ideas out. And I'm like, okay, so it's this, right? And I try to wrap it up in a single sentence and you say, yes, that's it. And and then that just sets you off on a new path and gives you so much clarity. And it's a lot of fun. 
I enjoy it so much. And it is within that clarity then that we can move on and then talk about the services and what has come from whatever conversation we've been having. Another thing I see some people worry about when they're thinking about hiring a copywriter or if something maybe an unrealistic expectation is what it actually is, is that just go into it knowing that a copywriter is not going to get it absolutely right the first time. I mean, even though it seems like I live in your brain, I don't actually. And so it's not going to be perfect and there will be edits, but the goal is to get them to the point where they can do it. They can get it 90% of the way there on the first or second round. And then you just add those little tweaks, those little touches. And sometimes you won't even know exactly what it is you want until you see something that you can actually edit. Cause I mean, it's valuable just to get everything down on the page and then it's easy to go in and change things where it's necessary. I try to think of 90% is the goal. And if I can hit that with a client, then I'm really happy. And they're generally really happy too. So don't expect perfection. Again, see it as a collaboration. Very, very true. I think, especially in this type of relationship that you have to go into it like that. I've talked with those business owners that are just more rigid and all of that and expect, you know, to basically check off boxes. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that's not a great relationship for anybody, especially when it's something as personal as your words and what your messaging that you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good point that it should be a collaboration. And, you know, you're, you're team players. We are all here to do the same thing, mm-hmm. which is make sure that we're able to help our audiences so that they can go out and make a difference in their community's lives. It's just that ripple effect I'm so, so grateful to be a part of. And I'm so glad that you're part of the ripple of the purposeful CEO. I love being part of the ripple. (laughs) (laughs) I know you can't work with everybody out there, but for those who are listening, just so everybody has a good idea, what do you look for in your clients? I love small business owners who are really passionate about what they do and who are typically the face of their business. I mean, that can run the gamut from like business coaches and strategists to educators. Um, I work with a lot of therapists who are doing something online, helpers, occupations like that. But mostly it's just, I like to have a relationship with the business owner because I find that that's where I have the most fun because that business is their baby and I get to help them with it. And they're the ones that are really driving it forward and have all that passion that I can tap into and get on the page for them. See, that's why we get along so well. We like to work with the same kind of people. Yeah, we do. (laughs) We'll put your website and your contact info in the show notes, along with the link to The Goblin's Daughter. Yay. (laughs) Which the other day, Kiana was helping me. I was changing my room around and everything. And it was in my nightstand drawer. And she saw it. And she said, I've been looking for this. Oh, (laughs) And you know, she's already read it. So she just wanted to go back through and look at a couple of things. So yes, makes my heart sing. (laughs) And of course, we'll include your social media so people can look for you out there. Speaking of social media, I know you're doing some stuff on Pinterest these days too. A little bit. Mostly I'm just trying to get up on the new best practices. And I did a lot of Pinterest stuff a couple years ago. And I've sort of fallen out of the habit. It's a lot of fun. I like how it functions like a search engine and your content can you just get a lot more mileage out of it because it doesn't go away in 24 hours. Like it can actually build momentum and stick around for a long time. And that's really, really cool. And just the way social media is today where you're just stuck on that content treadmill. So Pinterest is a breath of fresh air. And also I'm a very visual person. So I like Pinterest. Yes, I just participated in a challenge with Simple Pin Media. I've definitely got things that I need to send you because 
I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it from a completely different angle. And when I'm looking at some of the descriptions and all of that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know me, I just want to be like, here's the problem. Here's how you fix it. (laughs) Back to that. And just to have your eyes on it to give that creative slant to it. And I know you're looking at keywords and all of that other stuff, but it's been a great uh, challenge just for me to have a better understanding. Mm -hmm. To be able to sum it up succinctly is not my strong suit. (laughs) Don't say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's what I'm here for. Oh, I appreciate it. And that is especially, you know, I've now deleted my Instagram and so, so relieved about that. It's not my place to be, thank goodness. But Pinterest, I really do like it and all the possibilities that are there. Well, Michaela, thanks so much for coming on and helping to dispel some of these myths. And we'll have to come on again sometime and just work through an exercise. Maybe we'll just do an episode of me doing my brain dump and you Oh, who knows? I just love that we are where we are. I thank you so much for not only being such a valuable member of the Purposeful CEO team, but for also being my friend. Oh, thank you. I love having you as a friend and a client. And thanks for having me. This has been so much fun. need to do this more. I write so much. I don't get to talk enough. (laughs) Well, you know what? If we're not having fun, what's the point? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Becoming a Profitable CEO. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to our Facebook group at thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook and share your take on today's episode. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.